Welcome to Camera Ready and Able, the podcast that explores the intersection of media change and personal growth. I'm your host, Barbara Barna Abel, and my calling is to help you tap into your superpowers to thrive on camera and in life and to make an impact on the world. This episode is brought to you by the word mindset. According to the internet, mindset is defined as an established set of attitudes held by someone. Naturally, we now have to look at what they mean by attitudes. And Britannica.com provides this easy one. Attitudes are the way you think and feel about someone or something. This is typically reflected in our behavior, whether intentional or not. You can attach an infinite number of descriptors to mindset, including abundant, courageous, loving, positive, negative, fearful, or closed. And here to discuss is Ty Beauchamp, the creator and host of the popular Instagram live series, Morning Mindset with Ty, a daily live session aimed at spirit, heart, and mind, off to the right start each morning. If you don't know Ty yet, you are in for a treat. She is a respected thought leader and respected beauty, fashion, and lifestyle authority. Ty is the founder of Ty Life Media, a former editor at O, The Oprah Magazine, Vibe Vixen, and Seventeen Magazines, and was named one of the 50 most influential people in the multicultural market by Women's Wear Daily. She has hosted her own shows on TLC, Clio, and GSN, and is a go-to contributor on too many TV and digital platforms to mention here, and consults with Fortune 500 companies, leading brands, and impact organizations and if that wasn't enough, in early 2020, Ty further expanded her entrepreneurial footprint by co-founding Brown Girl Jane, the first and preeminent plant-based beauty and wellness collection centering on women of color. Wow. <laughs> Welcome, Ty. I am so overjoyed to finally get to have this conversation with you. Barbara, it's so good to see you. Um, as you know, we have a very special connection and amazing to think that so many years ago when um, I think I was auditioning for something, uh, which is <laughs> incredible. Like we had this illuminating conversation beyond entertainment, beyond fashion, beyond beauty. And I think our friendship and sisterhood was cemented then. And I am really grateful for who you are in the world and how oh, you are so intentional. You. No, truly, how you're so intentional about leveraging and, and utilizing your skills, your talents, your gifts to help others see themselves, um, which is something that I think is one of my personal gifts that um, God has given me as well. And, you know, how you do so and how you show up. So thank you for having me. And I'm so sorry it's taken so long for it to happen, but this is the perfect time because it is right now and it's God's time. That's right. And we're meant to have this conversation right now. Absolutely. So I want to begin with the topic mindset and how you zeroed in on that. It's so impactful for anyone who hasn't watched yet. Do tune in to Morning Mindset with Ty on Instagram and you go deep. But so I want to broadly get it. So when did mindset become important to you? Something to focus on. That's a really great question. Um, I don't know if anyone has ever asked me that. I honestly, I think mindset has probably been important to me since childhood without mm. knowing that it was mindset. If I think about some of my early childhood experiences, um, I was really fortunate and blessed to grow up with my mom, my maternal grandmother, Mary. I called her my Mary and I called uh, my grandparents, my father's parents. Um, and so I grew up in three different households. And um, I think growing up in three different households that were all filled with love, but unique in their own right and had different rules and different ways of operating, um, all the same values for the most part, but different behaviors and different practices. And 
if I am honest, if I think back to those times and now as a, you know, a very seasoned 40 something year old woman, if I were to think back to my time as a five and six year old, I remember clearly without like, you know, it wasn't judgment or force and it wasn't harsh or anything, but having consciousness around the need to adapt and how mm. my mind operated in certain spaces and what was expected of me in certain spaces and how I showed up in those spaces. And so I think that was early mindset kind of behaviors and connectivity that later came into play more um, when I was working professionally and, you know, um, and mindset really is nothing but consciousness, quite frankly, it's awareness, it's thought and connection, as you said, to a particular idea and how then you apply that in your practices and your behaviors and your speech and how you show up. And so dare I say, we all have the ability to create mindset and to have consciousness um, how intentional are we about it? And so if I think about intentional consciousness and having a mindset, I would take it back to my formative years as a five-year-old traversing between these three very different households. And then I later had to apply those same types of thinking and connection as an adult. Um, when I worked in magazine publishing, because there were things that I was very intentional about and thoughtful about in terms of how I showed up and what that would look like, how it would be perceived, and also how it would create impact. More recently, you know, Morning Mindset um, just really evolved because I wanted to reframe and reground and restore a different type of mindset and consciousness for myself as I was transitioning again, <laughs> uh, moving from New York to LA. And then as all of us were you know, transitioning and trying to figure out what our footing and consciousness would be um, during the pandemic, um, which is how Morning Mindset was born and birthed, really just out of some of my own transitionary periods and wanting to find firm grounding and develop a new sense of consciousness and awareness. And then I decided to um, invite other people in on that journey with me. Well, I can tell you personally, when I started tapping in and what a difference it made at a time when we really needed it. So that truly a gift and very generous of you because you're showing up pretty darn early in the morning <laughs> to help <laughs> us um, start our day. But you know, it makes me realize as you were speaking, what was missing from the definition I shared is the word choice. Mm -hmm. Mindset is a choice. And I wish that I had understood that growing up. I, I'm well into my adult years before I really started to understand how much choice I had in deciding every day to set, you know, where my mind is and how my day was going to go. Because I think when I was, you know, a little girl growing up, there wasn't a lot of idea around you have a choice. It's like, this is how it is. And so that's really powerful that you're talking about and the notion of creating that and the notion of intentionality. So where can you see how it's made a difference in your life where you finally, in your adult life saying, wow, okay, I shifted here and now I see the difference. Oh, well, there was a huge shift. Um, you know, so morning mindset was birthed out of this desire to ground myself with intention, with a choice, with consciousness and not have it be an external thing. The other thing for me with mindset is that it's very much an internal thing. So the experience I had as a child was dictated by environmental mm -hmm. things around me. And I think once you grow in um, and evolve in some of your own wisdom, you realize that outside forces obviously matter. 
um, they definitely have impact, but how cemented and firm can I stand within my own authority in order to direct everything that happens around me and or lean into the things that happen around me with peace and with ease and with acceptance rather than um, anxiety, which I have experienced, but I actually flipped the word and said, instead of feeling anxious, I was filled with anticipation. And so then that way, again, that's a, a redirecting. Um, Can you pause for one sec to talk a little bit more about that? Because that's yeah. a really powerful thing to say, because the pandemic was massive and we all shared this experience, which is important in the discussion. But on any given day, going into a job interview or even on a first date or changing anything, the shift from anxiety to anticipation, you're just blowing my mind, Ty. So I, I love it. I mean, it's, 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 I, you know, I'm a words person. I'm a speaker. I, I'm a writer. Um, and, you know, words have power and they have meaning and they have impact. And every time someone would talk about anxiety, and even now when I say it, I start to feel anxious. <laughs> and instead, like when I think about anticipation, that makes me feel um, overwhelmingly excited and optimistic. And so the idea of anxiety really comes from a place both of fear and a negative, you know, standpoint, you know, it's saying like, I should be ruffled. But if I choose not to be ruffled instead to say like, you know, God, universe, source, whatever you believe, I'm going to invite with anticipation in because I know that I'm supported, I'm anchored, I'm prepared. Um, if not, I will lean into and develop those skill sets and talents and the tools that I need or rely on other people to help me. So that way it's not so daunting, um, you know, and, and, and this is, you know, going back to the idea of the pandemic, we all know the challenges that the pandemic caused for us. We also know the horrific, but very much necessary um, conscious reckoning that took place as well on the awful you know, on the heels of the murder of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. We've been sitting with so much of this, this, this energy, right? Um, both socially, culturally, um, sociopolitically, uh, socioeconomically. And then you put that in the world, right? From, you know, an earth science standpoint, we were talking very briefly before we got on about the metaphysical kind of like impact. So all of that means something. And we can either choose to say, okay, I'm going to, you know, sit in this or not sit in this or run from this or not know how to deal with it. Or we can say, here we are, here I stand. What now? What is my role in this? How can I show up in this? How am I equipped to show up in this? What resources, tools, and things do I have in my back pocket that I already know that can be leveraged here? What other ones do I need to develop? So that way we can evolve with the process rather than fighting the process. You know, this is a time um, where sensitivity actually is, should be a wonderful asset and something beautiful rather than something that we, we run from or we say that it, it, it doesn't have value. It has value. And so that mindset shift for me really quite frankly changed everything. It changed for me going from feeling depressed and unsure to feeling more confident and also open to the possibilities. It helped me to understand that my body is, you know, really a powerful and necessary 
a part of my existence. And I'm not just talking about from an aesthetic standpoint, but for my show up and how do I honor that? It helped me to understand in honoring my body, the inextricable links that physically um, are there, neuropathways, you know, our nervous system, our circulatory system that connect our brain to our heart. And then how do we show up in the world? So now we're talking about this dynamic trifecta of spirit, the thing that's without, out, outside of our being, the physical that is within our being, both from our mind standpoint and then also in our heart. And I just started to think like, how do I deal with this? How do, how, how do I show up in this? Um, and it really just drew me closer to God for me. And it continues to do that. But it also makes me realize that in drawing closer to God, I'm drawing closer to myself because God is within all of us. So it's been like all of these incredible lessons that even when I say them, I'm like, where did that come from? Um, Cause this is obviously not rehearsed, but these are our practices and thoughts as well as uh, you know strategies that I drill down on daily. And so that's how Morning Mindset was born. Well, it's another part of what I wanna talk about because one, it's an incredibly personal inward spiritual journey, but then you did something incredible and you talk about leveraging assets and tapping into talents and superpowers is you turned around and shared it with others, which is its own form of you know ministry, but also creating community. So I'd love to talk about that because your community exists not just on Instagram, which is awesome in its own right. But now you, you're going out hiking. Like people are showing up all over the place. I know. A community <laughs> of, I'm presuming mostly women, but it seems like all are welcome. So I want to speak to that because there's the power of community, but I also want for anyone listening, the practical thing of like taking your spirituality and in alignment with your values and, and combining that with, I mean, because there's a business component in the way, in the sense that it's like, I'm, I'm showing up on a platform and it, obviously carries through also to Brown Girl Jane. I mean, it's like your ethos carries through to everything you do. But so just start with like the decision, like I'm going to show up in Instagram. Like, what did you know that you needed to do to like literally kind of spread the own your own good news? Yeah, I I will tell you, you know, and I am very strategic and very business-minded and have been all of my life. I'm a Capricorn too, so I will- Oh, yes. You know, CEOs than any other sign. Listen, and I will tell you sometimes with the mindset piece, I'm like, get out of your head. Stop thinking <laughs> so much. Stop thinking so much. And so that's also when I have to remind myself that a part of what my mind needs is my heart. A part of what my mind needs is spirit in order to understand and to be like fully kind of utilized. So Barbara, honestly, like how this has evolved, I didn't expect. Um, and we are just beginning to get to a place two years in where I'm being very thoughtful about, you know, how it becomes an enterprise, not because I, you know, want to leverage this just for enterprise and building business, but because I know that in building business, I will be able to reach more people. And also it is answering, um, as you said, a calling. And I'll, the thing that you was so interesting about mentoring, and I don't think I've shared this, may have said it once or twice before, and I don't think it was on a public platform, but when you use the word ministry, it touches me because, um, I, as I was going through this transition of moving to LA before I actually started Morning Mindset with Ty, but when I was like kind of on this journey of trying to um, realign with my heart center after having this, these incredible roles in 
magazine publishing and fashion talking on TV. And you will remember, I think when we first met, I was auditioning, I think for an entertainment show and, and, you know, I can do that stuff and I can talk about fashion and I actually am a generalist, you know, a journalist and a generalist in terms of conversation. So I would much rather talk about life and politics and all of those things rather than anything like entertainment in particular, only because it never fed my soul. And so I always mm -hmm. struggled. Like I could do it and I love things that are beautiful, but I struggled with that. And so like leading up to the journey of actually starting Morning Mindset, which was just me going live, reading one of the devotionals that I read on IG and people starting to come in and them saying, where are you coming back? And I'm like, really? Well, I don't want to talk to myself. Let me invite people. And that's how that started. But before that, I was actually, when I moved out here to LA, I was going through this season of like, what the what? Like, God, where do you want me? Where do you want me to be? Like, I don't know. I had this. I did this. And, you know, the trappings of those experiences, and a lot of people don't talk about the trappings of pro professional kind of like achievement um, mm -hmm. and, and how sometimes you get so caught in what it was and what it looked like that you don't allow yourself the freedom and the space to allow yourself to even reimagine what it could be and or have people invite you to do new things that could be. Um, and so as I was on this journey, I was definitely depressed, didn't know it then. Um, but I remember being in Monaco of all incredible places with, <laughs> I know, with like 12 of my closest big sisters and one of them I'm extremely close to for her birthday celebration. And I looked at a picture and I had put on so much weight and I was like, this is not good. And so I came back and just started hiking and I was depressed. And as I hiked, um, I was living in front of Runyon Canyon. I was just like, I'm gonna just go out and hike every day and I'm gonna work out. And girl, when I tell you, I was like, kicking it. Like my, my body was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, you given 25 year old time now. Hello. Um, but as I was doing this, I realized that hiking was also metaphorical for life. You know, it's one foot after the other. Mm. I realized that hiking is a spiritual metaphor as well. It's um, a faith metaphor as well, because there are highs and lows. There are plateaus, there are lilies, there are valleys, um, there are peaks. And also doing so specifically and particularly here in LA, but anywhere when you're out in nature, you see the vastness of God's divine presence. And you realize that you have a role in it and a place in it but you also are forced to recognize and to reconcile where and how you fit into that. Not because you're so minuscule, but because God has afforded all of this to us. And so when you use the word ministry, what was insane about this, and I don't think I've said this, I think I've shared this with my pastor and maybe Emil. I literally had this calling and my grandmother was a evangelist. My father's mother was an evangelist and, and worked in ministry. And I thought to myself, do I want to go to the, you know, to divinity school and learn? Because I really felt like this would be a part of my ministry, not knowing, but I just was like, I want to understand. I grew up Christian, have a sister who's Jewish, have an uncle who's Muslim, went to Catholic school, could have been all the way confused, but just having a real appreciation <laughs> <laughs> for faith. And I never used the word ministry, but I kid you not, I ended up going on a hike similar to this, maybe a year later with Katia Beauchamp, no relation to me, but the founder of Birchbox, who is now the CEO at Victoria Beckham Beauty, dear friend of mine, 
a dear friend of mine and she came out to LA and we were having a girl's day and I literally like kicked off work and we went for a hike. She was like, Ty, I really think you should start a church. <laughs> and I kid you not, that same week, Piera Gilardi, another dear friend of mine, and I, I'm saying their names because these are women in spaces that people might know and appreciate, not to name drop, um, but also women of very different experiences than I. And Pierre Gilardi said the same thing. I think Morning Mindset is your ministry. And I did not realize that all of this confluence of my experiences, my seeking wisdom, seeking understanding, seeking elevated consciousness, seeking to shift my mindset and how I showed up in this space would actually provide a space for me to, to minister. And then I had to unpack, similar to what you just said, a ministry does not have to necessarily be one that looks a certain way or has God affiliated or not or whatever it is. A ministry is but a space and a platform that is shared, that is loving, that is kind, where it's not about evangelizing, but where there is about understanding for our higher good. At least that's how I'm going to define it for myself. I think that helping women especially to see ourselves as the divine goddesses and people and humans that we are is a piece of it um, and helping us to really see a light within us that sometimes we we forget is there. And sometimes that means turning it back on. And ultimately at the end of the day, I think that comes down to having confidence or as some of my friends and believers say, confidence. And um, yeah, that is part of my ministry. Talk about tapping into your calling and being open. I also want to actually point out something, stretching the metaphor around hiking, because you did move to, you know, Southern California and to remind you it's a desert. And so I look around all the time with respect in the desert in California, and I'm actually recording today from the actual desert in California that I am in awe all the time. It reminds me things flourish here under the most difficult circumstances. And so that is what you have done. You have flourished mm. in a very challenging environment. Thank you. Helping I, others to flourish. That's the goal for me. I mean, um, and I, you know, the other thing that I think is really important is, especially for those of us who have had accolades and achievements that I don't ever want to rest on, but when we're able to help other people flourish and see their light in different ways, that's always a wonderful reflection and mirror and reminder to me that my time of flourish, someone else's time of flourish will soon come, you know? And so if we're intentional about how we plant the seeds and then water them, not only for ourselves, but for other people, to your point, then we're never really in a desert. We're never really in a desert because, you know, the, the plant that will grow here will branch out and grow a new plant and so on and so on. And so, um, yeah, I, it's 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 interesting, and I I feel like morning mindset is just at the beginning, as is Brown Girl Jane, and I'm really grateful because I I think that that I have more clarity than I have ever in life around um, not only purpose but um, calling. I want to ask you what advice or counsel or wise words would you offer to someone who's considering this too, because it's it is really challenging to uh, live your faith. We know that, but also to um, make a living or to earn a living or to start an enterprise that is in accordance with really in accordance with your values and your, your calling. So I meant for anybody who may be listening, going, Oh, I want to do this. You know, what are, what are the steps or pitfalls or 
anything that you like, okay, how to, you know, how to keep going. Cause it, there's a lot of resistance. I don't feel like everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur. And so I think we live in this society now where everyone over glamorizes this idea of working for self and building this and doing this. I, I don't know if that is the order of um, universe that I think is intended. I think it's important that we all, and I, I had a, I did a speaking engagement last night in Oakland and, you know, I speak often about understanding the difference between your passion, your purpose and your profit. And, um, you know, I think a lot of young people, which I admire them for the gumption, for the zeal, for the desire to think that you're going to be passionate about everything you do and make a ton of money doing it. It's not the truth. And I also, at the same time, do believe that all humans deserve um, to nurture their passion to be in alignment with purpose and to also make a profit to earn because I do believe that we all deserve that. However, your purpose, the thing that you do on purpose or for purpose or to fulfill your purpose may not necessarily yield the profit. It might not be an enterprise. I just think it's really important that we understand that we should have outlets for it. Um, and so one of the things that I'm you know, really trying to unpack for myself and, and, and this is, again, something else I haven't shared with anyone else. And this is very vulnerable because my work is so purposeful for me and is so aligned with my purpose. Now my purpose is becoming work. Yes. And we're not supposed to work all the time. And so I'm trying to figure out how do I step out of work, which sometimes means stepping out of purpose just to be. And it's something that I haven't, yet mastered or learned um, fully because I have to unlearn some of the other practices because that's the only thing I've known to do, one, to work. And once I discovered my purpose, I was fortunate enough to be in a space that I could do that. So I think that it's really important to have those delineations and understand that. But to answer your question about how do you do this, I think you just start and I think with that, you can't do it for the purpose of believing that this needs to be an enterprise. Um, this is the one time that I would say, as a you know strategic mind and thinker, you can't work backwards from that end result because when you do, that will mire, um, convolute potentially even how you show up in that. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, just, we're two years into morning mindset and I have thrown my heart, my spirit into it, all of my resources, my team, and have not yet made a profit on it and have not yet started to generate real revenue off of it yet. We're just beginning to with sponsorships with the hike and we have a huge vision, podcast, um, merchandise, um, uh, course platform, a lot of different, you know, pillars of what will be a wonderful ecosystem of media and content and connectivity and community, which is really important. But I don't, I don't think you should start if if you feel like you have a gift and talent to offer. If you feel like you have alignment with your gifts and talents and your purpose, just do it. And I think the key is is that then the people that you touch and the impact you have will call you to your greater. Um, it will help you to understand how to then 
underwrite and fuel and then potentially build a business around it. That's the third thought. The fourth thought is not so dissimilar from the influencer ecosystem and model that I think, you know, had its moment. And because of my previous work, I I was called one of the first influencers and original influencers. I think Complex actually called me that like many years ago because I was an editor that started working with brands before social media was a thing. If we look at that timeline of social media taking off, what was that 2011, really 2012, 2011, well, maybe 20, 2009 and 2011, it started to really take off. The influencers that were actually able to really create dynamic enterprises, um, Jackie Aina's new, um, Michelle Fawn was very early in doing it. Um, and there were a couple others. Bethany Frankel, I would probably say, who obviously was talent on you know, uh, New York Housewives, but then spun it and done all these other things. Everyone's not going to be able to do it to the level of a Tony Robbins or a Marianne Williamson. And I think that part of what happens and what ruffles people in actually standing up to their purpose and actually moving forward with it is that you start to, and I actually said this in another podcast recently, I said, we look for inspiration at the hilltop, at the mountaintop, but inspiration really can be, if we don't look down, we might miss the flower growing out of the crack. And so you know, what I think will happen similar to what happened with the influencer economy, which we're starting to see kind of retract itself in different ways. You still have the stellars, you still have the people, you know, creating now on TikTok, but there's always going to be a cycle. And so for those of us who are looking back at what the cycle birthed for Tony Robbins, um, for, I'm, I'm trying to think for Lisa Nichols, you know, who is dynamic, won't be the same mm -hmm. situation now. And so with that, I think we have to be inspired by that and be inspired by the mountaintops that they led and created, but then also look at the cracks in the ground and be inspired there and say, how do I show up to this differently? And is it an enterprise? Is it a business or is it a community or is it this, or is it that? And just be open to where that takes you. But the key in all of that is showing up, starting, being intentional about how you show up first, because the other thing is that I think that we have in all different sectors, I mean, from politics to, to faith-based organizations to, you know, community organizations, we have leaders who don't lead. And so then that would be the fifth question. Are you in it? Or are you living it or do you <laughs> desire to be in it and if you're in it will you still live it oh wow i'm just okay this is a lot to unpack and digest i'm so sorry <laughs> no god am i grateful now this has become a whole other i oh we're gonna have to have a part two because i i'm gonna have to call you back and say okay now i have so many thoughts but one of the things i just heard you say was asking yourself two things is is it is it feeding my soul? And is what feeds my soul something that I can share that potentially touch another? And if you're, yeah. you know, being a yes, yes, as opposed to, to your point, thinking about, but what's my ROI? If it were, if we're thinking there, we kind of missed a little bit of, uh, we missed the boat in the beginning. 
Yeah. And, and honestly, like, and, and for me, like even now with morning mindset, morning mindset is I ha I almost have to make it an enterprise. And so, you know, I, I have to find partners. I have to potentially, you know, seek investment or someone to help me drive this to another level because it's become the work and my life's work of showing up that I know is changing people's lives and impacting people in a, in a way that I know is beyond me. And yes. I am, but you I are am. showing up at 6am, which means <laughs> that you're getting up way before 6am to show up for others. So that's, I also, I really, really appreciate what you're tapping into to show up for others. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm, this you. has been phenomenal. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. This totally made my day. I want to thank you for listening to Camera Ready and Able. If you want to get into momentum and turn your dream into your reality, shoot me a note via my website, ableintermedia.com. And be sure to download my free ebook, 12 Tips for Success on Camera. And as always, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already.